I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have one of the finest actors in the world. You know him from Boardwalk Empire. He's on Fargo right now. Jack Houston. I've been such a big fan of his, and he's one of the best actors because he makes such distinct and nuanced choices. Jack, I love you, brother. Here it is. Jack Houston, how are you doing, brother? Welcome to An Actor Despairs. Thank you so much. Good to see you, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm better now that I'm seeing you. you yeah, vice versa. <laughs> you truly are one of the finest actors in the world, man. I, I, the, the reoccurring theme on this podcast is the separation between good acting and great acting. And for those who listen, they know, you know good actors are personalities, but great acting, which when no other actor or actress in the world can play that role. And everything that you've done, the specificity, the choices, the characteristics, the nuances... I, I said to expand on, on great acting, it's like everything that you do, I know is not on the page. It's what you're bringing to life. And that's, that's what makes you one of the finest actors in the world, brother. Oh man, that's the highest praise I think I've ever been given. That's the nicest thing ever. I mean, every word of it, man. I mean, everything, Richard Harrow to this Fargo character, it's just, it's so rich and better, like everything, you know, man, it's, it's great. But dude, before we... Again, let's start from the beginning. So you grew up in the UK, right? Grew up in the UK, man. That's my my, my mother's English. My father is American, but actually grew up uh, here. My aunt Angelica grew up in uh, in County Galway in Ireland, and uh, my mother was from uh, from England. And um, they so met. you have three passports. Uh, you know what? I wish I only have the English passport. I have an American green card. I should get the Irish passport because it's wait, like, I thought because yeah. your dad's American, you, that can make you a citizen. No, I, I can. I've never taken. I have a green card. I've never taken the leap. I always say in, in a very funny way. I said if um, if I ever got I, after watching uh, shows like The Staircase or whatever, or <laughs> I was like if I ever got arrested for something that uh, that I hadn't done, I'd prefer to be extradited back to England. Yeah. Uh, 
Because I watched Louis Theroux's uh, Mega Jails. I was like, I do not want to. <laughs> no way. Amer- man. The Miami Mega Jails. Oh, like, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, that's so beautiful. So talk to me about growing up there. I mean, obviously, you, you come from a lineage of artists. Was your childhood filled with being surmounted with constant art or, you um, know? It, it, in, an, in a sense, I mean, I, I, we always laugh because on both sides of my family, we always say that no one's had a real job. No one's really <laughs> sat down and done a real job. We both, yeah. you know, my, on my, my mother's side, you know, my, my mother's a painter, my aunt Rose is a pianist, my uncle is a, is a, a director, writer, you know, it, it, um, that, that side. And then, and then on the other side of the family, everyone's in some form or another in a, the movie business, or, yeah. you know, like the, that, that sort of creative space. So I guess growing up, I was incredibly lucky that I was immersed in um, an artistic world. Did you um, have an idea of that as a kid or did, was that just your normal? Um, it was sort of normal. You know, it, it's sort of what, I mean, I, I always say it's sort of the luckiest break in the world is growing up where um, rather than being pushed towards like, you know, books on math and geography, I was pushed towards, you know, uh, you know, the less or, 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 you know, Caravaggio or, yeah. or some of the great filmmakers, you know, Ford and, and Kubrick and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I was, it, was, it was, I always say it was a massive lucky break and I've always felt very much, uh, you know, I, I gravitated towards anything in the arts. I mean, I, I was actually a, a art, I went to school on an art scholarship. So I was a, it's amazing. So I'm so curious because I feel like when you have parents that are artists or actors or in the movie business, it goes one or two ways. You're all in or you hate it. So talk to me about how did, how did, how did the, I heard something about Peter Pan. Was that true? Yeah, it was. I think, I think that's always what I sort of mentioned, but I think it was that. It, it, actually, the funny part was it was um, that my sister um, was, uh, was in an a entirely female uh, dance class when I must have been about four or five. And I think my mother, just to get rid of me for a couple of hours, said, could I join in? And um, I, I loved joining in with a <laughs> yeah. female chorus. Um, I, I, I inadvertently got all the lead parts because I was the only boy. I got all the me- lead male parts, and um, I was surrounded by, um, you know, a, 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 a group of, of women. Wonderful women. Pa- pa- <laughs> power female energy. I it love was, it. It was, it was wonderful. It was the best sort of upbringing ever in that sense. And so then did you, because I know it, the UK is a lot better about it than America is. Like, there's a lot of youth theater there. Did you get involved in a lot of those? Yeah, absolutely. Funny enough, you know, I um, spent my uh, earlier years in, in the countryside. I actually was born and raised um, from, a, a, from, I think, from about, you know, since I was born till about, I was about five or six years old in a, in a, a place called Norfolk. Norfolk, oh. which is sort of like, yeah, exactly, sort of southeast England. And um, every, you know, growing up, uh, like as I got older, every summer holiday, which was, you know, our long holiday, I would um, always go with a theatre group and put on a play. So I was always doing some kind of production while all my mates were sort of meeting up and going out and doing their thing. I was treading the boards. Did you have an idea of that separation between, you know, friends and, and, and being, you know, social versus yeah. working? Yeah, I mean, I did. I, I, I mean, it's funny because, you know, obviously one would get some time to go and do that once you sort of put in the time in the theatre. So I always had very good friends. and uh, But but I, I just always had love. I enjoyed the, the sort of camaraderie, like the coming together, yeah. like what it was being part of a theatre troupe type thing. I think there was, um, 
you know, we, we always uh, consider ourselves rather nomadic, the Houstons, in that sense. We're sort of gypsies, as they say. Yeah. Um, you know, wh wherever our suitcase is, is where our home is. So totally. I always quite like sort of like moving about, doing things like being a part of something from a very young age, which was fun. That's so beautiful, man. And and as you were doing these productions, did you know that this is this was it for you? Did you feel it? Was it yeah, kinetic? No. I did, and my brother and sister were doing with me, you know. What I mean? Oh, like, wow. It, it was fun. Like, we'd all do be in these productions. And I think I was always the one who said, this is what I want to do as a profession. I think my brother, who's a wonderful writer, director, and my sister, who's actually an artist and a potter and makes incredible wow. things. But, um, you know, I love they, they've gone into that stuff too. But, um, but you know, when we were growing up, I think um, we all knew that I, that was where I was going to sort of probably end up. Yeah, I, and you know, try my darndest to sort of get involved in some one way or another. I guess. What, when you were growing up, did you ever go to London and see plays? Was that? Uh, a that's it, man. You know, we're so lucky. I that's it. it you know, it, I say you. you it, uh, all I see it is is how lucky one is to um, be able to experience that. And I was consistently taken to amazing productions, great plays. And, you know, uh, be, you know, I was able to see some wonderful performances and, and, um, not only that get to, um, meet and uh, work with some people who I idolized on stage. Yeah. Specifically, you know? It's so beautiful, man. And I, as you kind of grew into the teens, did you have that discussion with your parents about getting an agent or did that not come till later? Didn't really come to it. It's funny because I didn't actually um, have any real interest of, you know, I, I think the, the, the end game was possibly getting into the pictures and stuff. Yeah. But I think earlier on, it was just the, the, the doing that I love so much. So I think, um, you know, I, I went, I did my entire, I didn't want to get into it too soon. I didn't think like, oh, I'm 15, 16. Let's yeah, I need to get a Geico yeah. commercial. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't go out looking for an age. I didn't go out on auditions. I literally wanted to finish everything and get to a place where I felt comfortable or possibly confident enough that I could actually go and do it myself. Yeah. Um, and a lot, you know, the thing about, um, you know, England is it, it, it's, it's normally a rite of passage that you finish school and then go to drama school. Um, you know, that's how you get into the business. The RADA, the yes, old exactly. Nick. Yeah, the yeah. Rampers, the RADAs, the Weber Douglases, yeah. you know, all that, which is, you know, which is wonderful. Or, uh, and um, I went and did the auditions and I was, um, there were a couple of drama schools that I was thinking about going to and then inadvertently got offered to be the understudy in a Peter Hall play. Wow. And Peter Hall, Sir Peter Hall, one of the great theatre directors. I remember seeing a production of his Romeo and Juliet when I was younger and being yeah. like, that's what I want to do. Well, that's so, why I think you English actors are the best in the world because you study Shakespeare so young and there's no small choice in that. No. So you learn to, to make choices. And American yeah. actors, like, you don't, you don't even do that till college, really. You know, even in... In high school here, Shakespeare's not a, a part of their curriculum. And I think that's just such a, a, a shame. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, I know it is, it's a shame because also it's um, like what I discovered early on um, was um, read, read everything, you know, read yeah. plays, read books, read articles. Every single thing is a source of inspiration. And um, I remember very young, the great thing, like you say is you know we were sort of um you know we were introduced to such incredible playwrights um you know shakespeare actually no matter what you know you can't touch because he was just 
uh, across the board. Yeah. And, you know, you actually get to go and perform these plays at a young age, and you're playing every character from you know Bottom to Ariel, yeah, you know, totally. Sprite in the Tempest to Romeo, or you know, you can do King Lear and dress yourself up as an old man and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can be a woman, you can be a man, you can do anything. You realize the creative process is that exactly that it's 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 all encompassing you can do anything you want if you want to do it like totally if you can think of it if you can think of a way to do it then do it and that was the best that's amazing so when when you were auditioning for these drama schools what what made you did you decide to go to one or did you do something else no th so that was the thing i was um actually funny enough i was in um i'd done my auditions and then you're sort of waiting to hear from them and i actually came out to the states and i was with um my father and then with my aunt and um i remember getting these letters saying can you come into the school and at that same time i went back to england and that's when i got offered when I say understudy, it's literally you're just you know you learn the being an understudy yeah. is, you, know, you learn the character you're you're basically watching but Peter, it was Peter directing. It was Ble Brenda Blethyn uh, playing wow. the lead with Rebecca Hall in uh, Mrs. Warren's Profession, the George Bernard Shaw play. No way. And I just got to sort of be around, um, you know, these actors. And I, they asked me also, I had to stay, be the assistant stage manager, which means I had to do all the set changes. I had to bring like, uh, I remember uh, uh, one of the characters like had to go out with toast, so I had to go and make the toast in the thing. I had to go and make sure this was warm here. I had to put this and set this. So, you know, I was running around the place and just like being immersed in the sort of whole thing that is theatre and um, and learning and, be and speaking to these actors who had been to Rada and had been to bristol vic and yeah and 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 i remember that decision was like do i want to go to drama school and do three years of that um which is wonderful but i'd also just been to a sort of so-called pre-drama school for two years of my life um where we put on incredible productions and i felt it w was very much the understanding that that's what they taught you there it was almost like going to drama school just at a younger age yeah. And so that was that was your drama school in a lot of ways. That was my drama. Exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd had that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to try and just soak up everything I can from these guys who've been out there doing it for, yeah. you know, decades. And I, I will never for a second regret that. I met a dear sort of mentor to me who, who, who sadly passed away, um, a, a gentleman called Peter Blythe, who was just a wonderful stage actor and became such a sort of advocate for me and, and I, I did end up going on for the last month in the play. Oh, so you did? You got to go on? Oh, man. Yeah, I went on and it was... Um, oh, you know, how, how did that... Well, talk to me about the first night you went on. How oh, my God. It's so funny. So uh, this is my first time. And, you know, it's the Strand Theatre, which is, I think, 1,600-person theatre. Big-ass theatre. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, uh, I was actually understudying Lawrence Fox. And Lawrence and I also just did a play together playing the co-leads 10 years later from this <laughs> but I was his understudy and I believe his uncle just died and it just happened and he comes in and he was like he had to leave he had to go to the family and they were like you're on and there's nothing like that moment because you have not had an opportunity to go out and speak like yeah do you even get re off. rehearsal like as a oh okay. you're literally like you're on and you can wow. standing on the sidelines listening and so you know the role. Like, and the cues. Like, yeah. You know the 
cues, you know what you're meant to do. And I'd been very much on the sidelines because I'd been, you know, assistant stage managing. And um, so I went on and I steamed through. I got through the, you know, the entire first half of the play. We got into the third act and the second. Did you half. even have time to panic or were you, were you in it? I, it was sort of panicking, but it's that amazing thing where just it kicked like that sort of adrenaline kicks yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, it just it. takes over. And it's rather this sort of beautiful transcendent sort of feeling where you're suddenly in it and you're doing it and there's no turning back. But the worst thing was the very last uh, scene of the play is where I come to Rebecca Hall's character. And it's a scene that's entirely my scene. She doesn't know why I'm there in the play. So she can't help me. Yeah. So I'm coming to tell her something so it's not like she can give me a cue. And yeah, I yeah. go out there and I walk out and I dry complete to the point where you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> and I stand there and I'm staring at her and she's staring at me. And she's like, um, uh, 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 why are you here? Uh, uh, but, but, but why aren't you? Why? She kept saying, why are you here? And I was like, I have no fucking idea why I'm here right now. And I literally felt a bead of sweat go from the top of my head, go all the way down my face. Oh, God. I felt it drop off my chin. And the stage manager had lost the page in the place and they couldn't give me a prompt. And finally, after which must have been 30 seconds, you just heard them yell out a word and I was right back into it. Oh, that's so off. great. We got through the play, and I remember I walked off stage, and Brenda was like, you're an actor now. <laughs> <laughs> now you've had it. Now you know that now you're an actor. You had to, like, she was like, that is the best thing that could have ever happened to you, because it will not get worse than that. Yeah, totally Birdman style. I love oh, that. Boy. Oh, boy, man. It was crazy. But I remember it so well. I remember laughing with Rebecca about it, like, years later. We worked together on a, Parade's end, and she's a sweetheart. So that's oh, cool. yeah. I know her husband. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, he did yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, how cool. How cool. Yeah, how cool, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, good, good guy. double there. Yeah. Yeah, man. So then tell me, I, I imagine, you know, you have every casting director in London and agent coming to that. Did you get representation there from, from that production? I actually had got my representation just a little bit before it, who was the person who asked if I wanted to. I actually went and, and uh, it was a place called, at the time, a place called The Artist Independent, I think it was called. And my, she wasn't even an agent, it was a manager. But in England, that's sort of all-encompassing. They can, a manager is sort of an agent the whole yeah. day. I didn't need anything else. Um, but she, um, she still works for me. It's amazing. Since I was 18 years old, um, she's... Um, she actually left the business and now uh, produces with me. It's my producing partner. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah she's, she's uh, Abby Harris. She's uh, phenomenal, a uh, wonderful. But I've been with her forever and, uh, you know, we'll be working together till the, hopefully the, the day, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so beautiful. And then, so then talk to me, you know, because now we live in a content bubble. What was the spectrum and the landscape like there in the UK? Was it, was it mainly like, you know, movies? little bit of TV on BBC or, you know... It's a lot of TV, BBC, that kind of drama. You hear a lot about them. Um, I actually... That's sort of what what, what got me over here was um, I got a part in... Uh, I think it was Spartacus was this TV miniseries. The Stars one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was 
Exactly. It yeah. might have been stars. Oh, no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't think it was much earlier than the stars. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no. This is way before that. This was with Goran Visnich playing. Um, oh, wow. Playing the lead. It was a movie, made for TV movie for USA Network. Wow. Um, yeah, that was, um, and I got a, a little part, but I was playing opposite Alan Bates, which was like my all-time hero who sadly passed as well, but like one yeah. of the one of the great actors, like he, he and Oliver Reed, um, you know, Women in Love, like the naked fight in the fireplace. You know, when you're growing up, there's certain moments that yeah. you remember from cinema. So I got to um, go on. That I've always been lucky that I've managed to do certain films with certain heroes of mine. Um, and you deserved it, man. You, yeah, you, man, no, yeah, it was great. Yeah, but um, I fell in. Uh, I fell in love with the lead actress, and uh, one day she was talking to me, and she, I was like, "Where do you live?" And she was like, "Los Angeles." I was like, I "I'm moving to Los Angeles." <laughs> no way. And you I was like, from- "I'm moving there." And oh, as soon as I finish this, weird. And yeah. she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." I had no plans, and next thing I knew, I went back to London. I was like, "I got to move to Los Angeles now." So <laughs> I just and then uh, next thing I knew, I was out here. <laughs> and then how was that? You know, what, what, what era are we talking when you got that to LA? That was 2003. 2003. So before, years ago, man. that was like, you know, Band of Brothers days and like some Exactly. Friends. Yeah. Exactly. So then when you got here, what kind of things were you going out for? I was sort of going out for everything, but nothing that I really um, felt I was right for. I've never really liked playing to type so i'd never really thought i was any good at playing myself yeah and i think when you first come out here especially with the english accent and you know right. certain things they always thought okay well maybe you should be the english count or maybe you should be the english prince or maybe you should be the english gentleman and yeah i was like i i, I wasn't very so good boring yeah yeah, or I yeah. Just great you know what i mean i i I wasn't, and I also wasn't necessarily a great auditioner back then. I always um, loved uh, the process of getting into character, and I think the great thing about theatre is, you know, what you when you first read the play, like six weeks before you perform it, you know, in front of an audience, uh, where you start and where you end is a it's very different thing. Totally. So I always had in my head that oh, I'd have time to work on a character, and my initial reaction to a character is definitely not going to be what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, you know, I got to live with that. And when you first get out here, you know, you are going up sometimes for six things a day, seven things a day. You're learning these lines. You're doing it. And I was, I was, over, I wasn't great at it, but you know, I sort of worked a little bit here and there for about six or seven years, but um, that was, a, it was a rough, rough beginning. Did you enjoy LA like culturally? Did you feel like it was worth the move or were you a little yeah. bit? Yeah, man. I lo- I've, I've been coming out here on and off. My dad lived here for many years. My aunt and uncle both live here still. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been back and forth and I love, I love coming to LA. So I felt it, you know, it wasn't like completely off the boat. For, yeah. you know, like, oh geez. I don't know anybody or know anything. Luckily I had a little bit of a, a network phase. yeah but um but i did you know i i enjoyed getting you know I, I i went to acting classes um howard fine oh uh, great and, great 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 guy right. yeah, yeah great guy. awesome and he you know we did that and, and um I, I i think a lot of it was also just getting used to this is what i'm gonna do <laughs> totally um, and, 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 you know, and, 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 uh, you know, it took a while to really find my footing, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it didn't happen too quick. Cause I don't think I would have been good enough. 
Yeah, I totally. That's how I feel about my career. You know, right, like, right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm four years sober, and if it would have happened at 28, I'd be Lindsay Lohan. Right, you know right, what I mean? Absolutely, this, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really good point, man. And it's an and and when you like talking to you when. You know that, like some people are like ready and wanted it. Like, yeah, I don't think it's conducive to, uh, I'd say, a good relationship with, I say, Hollywood or anything. Yeah, it's toxic. You don't want it. You need to be able to. I think we're not, we don't know who we are for a heck of a long time. We don't know, you know, we don't know what we're capable of. We don't know. I'm 30 and I only feel like now I'm coming to my, you know, Absolutely. I say 30 was that moment. I say 28, 29, 30. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That was it. And by 30, you're really coming out the other side and saying, oh, actually, you have confidence in who you are and what you can do. Yeah, and you know your place and self-awareness and objectivity. Self-awareness. Yeah. Talk to me. Were you going back and forth between New York or were you strictly in L.A.? I was strictly LA and then um, I sort of, and then I, I sort of decided that this wasn't working for me. So um, I went back to England for a little bit and I was about to sort of really make a very large career change. Oh, um, do you mind much. sharing? What, what, what oh, yeah, no, I, I, it's funny. I was, I was talking about it recently. It's, um, you know, I, 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 I'd done a lot of things that I wasn't that necessarily happy with. I didn't think I'd really, um, showcase what i was capable of yeah i didn't think i'd been given an opportunity to showcase what i was capable of because i don't think i was ever presented with a character that right could showcase that you know this is just the way it goes um and that's why i always say you know the one thing about this job is it's it's you know 90 percent luck and everyone will tell you that you know it's yeah. luck it's luck to be able to get that role or to read that character and at the right time, in the right place, whatever it is. In, in right moment in the culture for it to catch. I mean, you know, literally. Yeah. If you miss, I mean, if you think about all of those characters that are out there and like, you know, who knows if you're working, who knows if you're not available, who knows if you're not reading something at that time, whatever it is. Um, and, and I weirdly read um, Boardwalk Empire, but I read it for, they sent it to me and I was just about to leave and disappear and not act for a while. Um, and they sent me uh, the script, and um, and I chose Richard Harrow, not the ca- not the character that they wanted me to go up for. What were you I, going up for, Michael Pitt's role, or no, you know, I had gone up to his role months before because they shot the pilot, and then they had a long break before they started doing the series. Got it. Yeah. So I had, and I knew about the show, and I was like, God, it's Scorsese, it's yeah. Terry Winter, it's like. The most incredible, Steve Buscemi, Michael Shannon, Michael Pitt. Like, I mean, you know. Uh, My, uh, Michael Sarbar, Jay Wiggum. Yeah. Jay Wiggum. Yeah. Stephen Graham. It's just an Yeah. The list just continued. Michael Kenneth Will- It was everybody, you know, who I was like, God, man, just to be a part of this. Yeah. Anyway. And then I read that role of Richard Harrow, which they went up for. And and I was like, oh, I can do something with this guy. And, and I went and I um, put myself on tape and. Thank God I got cast um, because it opened the door into not only this incredible world, which I love and adore, but also the character work, which I hadn't really done since I was back at school. And, you know, I was playing against type. I was, you know, I was, I was going much deeper and um, able to um, fully immerse and really 
I sort of felt rather disenchanted with the work because I hadn't really loved the characters or what I was playing. And I, lo- I mean, I can't, I love playing Richard Harrod more than anything. One, I of the, I, one of my, if not my favorite all time TV character ever. Talk to oh, me about the, vo- the voice for that. Like, how did you come to like, that is just like one of the best choices in the world. And I yeah, imagine, you know what it, it's like, it's such a big choice. It could sink or swim. And it, it, boy, did that thing swim. You know? Oh, like, man, thank you. Dude. Yeah. You know what? The voice the voice wasn't written. The voice... The, That's the, what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah. It wasn't on the, the voice, page. <laughs> it wasn't on the page, man. Exactly right. It wasn't, but what they had done is the writing was so good, they put periods in very strange places, which... And they'd obviously said, you know, he wore a mask on half his face, but they... um. It just gave me the idea that if his face was hurt, then maybe his throat was hurt. Totally. And I was like, maybe it messes vocal cords. And I liked the periods. And I said, imagine if it was painful almost for him to talk. Yeah. Like, imagine if it's guttural. Like, you, like through his voice, you can hear that what he's been through helped. Yeah. Um, and I, I was sitting there and I was going over it and this voice, mm, this came. I, I was trying to struggle with saying something and it just sort of came out of me, which wow. I didn't expect. And, and it, through that voice, uh, informed the entire character. Yeah. I mean, in the entire character, I knew who he was at that minute. I knew who he was and I was like, this is the guy. This is him. And I would have, literally fought whoever would have challenged me on that. Yeah. Characters where I was like, I don't care. My agents can say I'm not right for this role. I'm going to do it myself. So I, that's why I went and put myself in tape for it. I was just like, I'll go to bat for this guy. This is, I felt very deep, you know, very deep. Oh man, you deserved every golden globe and Emmy in the world. I'm going to make sure it happens. You You were so fucking good in that role. Was that, you know, to, to do this large scale, period piece, you know, down the street from where I live in Greenpoint on a, you know. Oh, dude, yeah, man, just there. Yeah, you know, like, was it was it nuts for you yeah, jumping man. in? Oh, boy, you know, because this was back then. Boardwalk was the biggest production that ever. Uh, yeah, it was before Game this. of Thrones or any. Oh, it was before, man. They yeah. spent more on this. It was suddenly finding yourself, you know, man, I haven't lost that love of film like i still feel like a kid in a candy store when i'm on a set and you're really yeah. watching it happen you're like oh hang on a second i'm actually doing this i'm a part of this that doesn't go away that is there are moments when you're sitting there and you're literally starstruck and saying i've been watching this guy on film for you know however many years and this person this person and now i'm getting to do it with him but the one great thing was i had confidence in what i was doing so i didn't go i didn't like get involved and be like, uh, you know, unsure. I was, I, I knew the character, like I'd done the work. Like I felt very, very confident in Richard. And that's sometimes what I always say about, you know, this business is, you know, not every role speaks to you, but you know, yeah. those ones that do speak to you go deep, go far, because if it does speak to you, you have confidence in what your ability and what you're doing. And that yeah. comes across on screen. And you can pull it back and you can be so subtle. But if it's inside you, 
the audience will see it. They'll see it. Man. Yeah. Kind of coming back to your West End days, did working with those actors, is, I imagine it's just elevating you every day because you're, you're sparring with the best in the world. Oh, uh, man, that's it, man. It's th that's the thing about theater is, you know, I, I was just watching, you know, the, the, the Belushi documentary that just came out. I heard know. about it, yeah. Oh, uh, dude, it, it's, it's, you know, that's the great thing about comedy. Um, you know, the Groundlings or, you know, when you look at your know, Second City and all these guys from Saturday Night Live. And there is something about being around a group of people, a peer group, because especially if you're having to weekly come up with this, come up with this, come up with this. Yeah. Doing little scenes. That's why when you go to class and you speak, you know, it, it, there's nothing like doing, you know, if you're yeah. going to act, just act whenever you get a second, do it man. come up with characters, read, like, think about it, like create, because it, it's amazing. Our brain is a muscle and you've got to exercise that muscle. And I always find that the more you create, the more you think about characters, I'm in my car every day I drive around, I'm always like doing a voice or I'm coming yeah. up with an idea or writing something down or like thinking about it. And I'm like, who knows when it might, come in handy but i can always take a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit yeah. of that it's like keeping it fresh you know i love and i love that especially in like your farm character but before we get there you know it was five seasons of boardwalk right yeah i did four i was only meant to do two episodes and then I, they said i could do five episodes and then they said i could be a series regular and then you know they they uh they really you know man they gave me some I got to work. They're great directors and just great writers. And it's just like where you're just existing in a, a place that you so respect from the outside and the inside. Yeah. So it was, it was a really cool, it was a, it was a, that's when I was talking about the, the, the theater troupe, the idea, the great thing about doing an ongoing series is you become a family and you do feel like they've all got your back and you're doing it together and you're working towards something and you're always surprised this piece of writing and this about your character. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So no, totally. Like else. And that the, the thing I love about that show is like, that's the last memory I have of like tuning in on the Sunday night when it aired live, you know, it was before yeah. streaming and oh. all these things. It was just such that, that communal yeah. experience, man. Yeah, man. It's so great. Just like that Sunday experience. I still do it. I mean, yeah, sure. I sometimes binge a show, but I love watching something like week for week and wait. Yeah. Like Perry Mason. I just love that. You Dude, know, what a show. And that's our boy. That's Tim Van Patten. Yeah, man. man. Crushing he's it. He's oh. just the greatest. All right. And Shay, of course. Our, yeah. Our and Matthew. And then, yeah, man. Just amazing. When you came out of boardwalk, I imagine you had no shortage of offers and you probably could have done anything you wanted. What was interesting to Jack then? Did you obviously want, I'm, you don't want to play another veteran. Like what, you know, I know American Hustle happened, but what was interesting to you, character-wise and, and artistically? Um, uh, you know, playing characters, man. Sticking yeah. with that. Going down that same route. I realized what made me happy by doing Boardwalk and that I found Richard. Um, and that was taking a shot and going out there and saying, God, this is either going to really work or I'll fall flat on my face, but at least I took a shot. Yeah. Always, that's it, man. What are you going to do? What are you doing different? Like, 
you know, you're going to fall, like you're not going to get the part 99% of the time. Yeah. So why not take the bigger risk 99%? I totally, that's why steal from you, dude. The best artists steal, you know? Make and by the way, 100 men, Picasso's great line. Good artists borrow, great artists steal, man. Yeah. <laughs> steal, steal the F out of everything. Man. Yeah. I literally, everywhere I turn, I'm stealing. I'm stealing, I'm stealing. And in, and, but with love and homage, yeah. you know what I mean? That's the best. It's such a good way, dude. Because, and by the way, it, there's nothing like, you know, you. We're influenced by so much, by so many people every single day. People you don't even expect how they influence you. Yeah, my Uber driver today, you know, just like that. Oh, dude, right? Yeah, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. Out yeah, of nowhere. you know, just like digging into his life, and you know, I love those kind of micro moments because then I'm like, I I can pull from that, you know. Yeah. No. By the way, that's it. Those micro moments that happen. And also, that's why, you know, writing things down, write things down because totally. you always know, like, maybe I'll come back to this one day. Maybe this yeah. actually is more important than I'm giving it credit for. Right now. Yeah. Did, so tell me, did you enjoy working in this, you know, Golden Globe, Oscar, buzzy film, American Hustle from uh, going from Boardwalk? I loved it. So, you know, it's so funny because, um, you know, David o. Russell was already a hero. I wanted, to, I wanted to be a part of a David o. Russell movie so much. Yeah. Like, like I'd say top of the bucket list. Yeah. Everything about the sort of immediacy, the vibrancy, the realism of what he creates on and set. Intensity, right? I've oh, heard that. Man. Yeah. But, yeah. And also funny and dark and beautiful. And he just has this way. Um, that was exciting as a filmmaker, and um, and uh, I I I got sent. You know, he doesn't. You, no one's allowed to see the script, so you know, basically your your audition is is an improvisation. You've got yeah. to go in. He basically gives you, you know, this is who you're sort of pretending to be, and just go in there and have a conversation, and you basically just improvise. And luckily, um, uh, you know, uh, uh on the final um uh, audition, I, I I got the part, and um, oh, you had an audition for that. Oh man, yeah, dude. I oh do, wow, I had to do a few auditions for that. All improvised. It was crazy. No so, way. <laughs> and I love that, man. Yeah. I love, I love that whole that process. When I believe in it was someone like that, I was like, I was like, I'm never gonna get it. So take. Yeah, a shot. I gotta earn it. You take know, take a shot, man. Take a shot. Do it. So, and I'm so I'm so grateful I did because you know David's a dear dear friend of mine now. We've got to work together twice and. We were meant to work together a third time, and you know who knows? Maybe we'll, I, you know, I, I, I hope we'll be working together for the, for, you know, for, for the longevity of it all. Um, but um, that was, you know, that was another one where you get on set, and luckily, you know what? Shay was um, in American Hustle and had been in um, Silver Linings. Yeah. When I got the part, the first person I called was Shay, and Shay just loved. He's like, <laughs> Classic Shay, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> he was so great. I love it. And I was like, wow. And he was like, just go with it, man. Whatever you do, just when you're on set, because David will, you know, he's like pulling the camera around. He's, he's, you know, saying lines as you're in the middle of the scene that you have yeah. to repeat straight after. You just have to be on and ready to go and in character. So it was, it was the one of the great learning curves of. Uh, of it film for me yeah. you know being on that set and being around those guys that was your film school 
That was my film school right there, man. That's so beautiful, man. And then, like, I I hate to say it's independent because it's not really, but then, like, not not Fade Away. What was that experience uh, like? I love that film. John oh, Margo so did the show. Do, man. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful film, and it's a very – I mean, okay, so David Chase, creator of The Sopranos. Yeah. I mean, before I did Boardwalk, uh, you know, like, that's – Terry Winter comes from – David Chase School. Yeah, he was the mentor, mentee, right? That was yeah. all my, literally, like every single season when uh, we'd premiere Boardwalk, the first and most noble mention was he was like, and David Chase, who I owe everything to. Because David is like a go- the god among men. He's the yeah. George Lucas, you know what I mean? Like, so like He really is, oh, man. Dude. He changed television. Him and David Simon and Tom Fontana, you know? Oh, man. he. Di- I mean, no, literally. And by the way, I'll, I'll go to bat. Best, best, the best television ever made. Best of Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, um, I, th- I think it's always your Sopranos of the Wire guy. I'm the Wire I, guy. Oh, you're the Wire? By the way, I love the Wire, man. Yeah. Well, I think, too, I so. think it's, 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 if you look at it, and this is kind of nerdy, it's like Shakespearean versus Greek. You know, right. like, no, no, by the way, yeah. totally, by the way yeah. because one, it's so funny. And I, I it's so, like, I would go, why I I remember just watching that show and also being equally as just baffled at how you know David Simon how he how do you create this thing? yeah how is this possible these guys are titans man among among truly men. man you, what yeah. they did they changed the course of television and, 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 and you, it created it now wouldn't exist and then so then as as you know to, I think Down Fade Away was like 2013 right. Yeah, that was that was the two, and that was Terry had. I just done my first season of Boardwalk, and I was only a guest star. I hadn't even been asked back to be a series regular, and Terry had called David Chase and said, "Hey, man, there's this guy on the show who I'm really digging right now. You should. I know you're doing a movie. You should take a look at him." So I get a call saying, "David would like you to read it," and this is no joke. I did. I did one audition. Flew out to New York. I did an audition in front of David Chase. And if you meet David Chase, your first reaction is, you're the scariest man yeah. I've ever <laughs> sat in the same room as. And he didn't give anything away. But David is, I, I truly love him. Like, he's the, one of the most kind, generous, brilliant yeah. human beings. Shy, very pointed, knows exactly what he wants. One of the great writers. But that was one of those movies which was... You know, in one way or another, it was sort of autobiographical. It was very much about, we, he was a drummer in a band. I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, dude, man. Yeah. That was the lead. Like, it's, you know, as much as he'll try to deny it, there's, <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's lot, a lot of, of him in that movie. Like, literally, there was a whole time he was like, this isn't me, this is me. And then he comes and was like, you know what the lead, my character, you know what he actually said? And I was like, you just said that this wasn't <laughs> happen. Um, so... He did, but I did. I went there. I went to New York, and I did it. I completely messed up the audition. He said that he's never getting this movie. It was terrible. I went back. I did another two auditions. He said, "Ah, oh, maybe." I ended up filming with a guy the entire movie, my part. No way! I sent him after seven auditions. He finally brought me back for. The, the chemistry reads, and I got the part. Seven auditions for that. That's so beautiful. And being a Sopranos fan, what was it like working with the late, great James Gandolfini? Uh, J- Jimmy was a dear, you know, he actually was a, a friend uh, from that, and actually just before we'd actually met a couple of times. Um, he was, I, man, one of the most soulful, brilliant, yeah, you know, just uh, uh, ironic, 
that in the strangest way that he what he was the most soulful and most giving actor in the world and at the same time never felt comfortable yeah like but in in that that which was what made him so brilliant and electric to watch him there was this consistent thing that he was always playing against he was a leading man playing against the leading man yeah exactly and it yeah. was so he was wonderful to, i mean it was great and those guys in the band like we started playing together because we had i didn't play the guitar so we did with steve van zandt because you know obviously from Safari, yeah totally we went we, we did the steve van zandt school we basically got did, we played every single day by the end of it we were playing as a band me and the guy wow man yeah. that's so awesome i love that film and then Going a totally different direction to a much bigger budget. Talk to me about Ben Hur. Was that a was that a fun experience for you? Uh, I loved it, man. I, I you know what? It's funny because um I I have a funny thing about films that could be made and remade or you know or re envisioned and all that. Yeah. Stuff. And Ben Hur was always one of those ones that I was like I adored and I had such love and respect for. I mean, there were three previous incarnations of Ben Hur. Ours was the fourth. Um, kind of like uh, so ours was the third. There was the 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 Ray Navarro one, which was like the first one in old Hollywood. Then there was obviously um, the Charlton Heston version, and ours. But um, uh, it was Tima Mambatov, who I just adore, and he's just one of the great guys and a visionary director. Brilliant yeah. how he puts things together and how he's constructing it. Um, I, you know, we had the best time making that movie. It was very open. It actually felt. At, a very a massive amount of freedom because I was the star of the movie, but it felt like any conversation happened. We were shooting in Cinecittà in Rome wow. at the studios where, you know, the history there, Fellini, everything that's gone on. It was, you know, it was a dream job. And it was the first time I really realized just how hard a film can be in post when there's a massive committee. And I think it was, two studios who were producing Paramount and MGM yeah. together, as well as a whole committee of other producers and people. It just, you know, I think they ended up like saying like, oh, well, we have to make it under two hours and it's Ben Hur. Man. Yeah. You, you know, you can't do that. So I think initially what Timur's vision for the movie got kind of shattered. Oh, that's um, horrible. And we did some really interesting, edgy stuff that we were yeah. like, I can't do this big Hollywood. Let's shoot it in this way. And I think it maybe got dumbed down a bit yeah by a different vibe and you know it was kind of heartbreaking but you know what it means that you're like pull your pants up don't let it you know you can't let anything get you down because this can happen to anybody totally anytime i mean yeah. a great example that uh lillian ross a wonderful writer um the first book ever written about the conception to the filming to the post to a film coming out was my grandfather's movie, The Red Badge of Courage. Oh. She wrote it and it's called Picture. If you get a chance to read it. I'm going to get it right now. Fantastic read because it's, she's there. She was a reporter for The New Yorker and she had done this amazing um, sort of expose on Hemingway. And then she went and did this on my grandfather. Um, and she was there literally from him talking about the casting process on the set, watching yeah. And you watch how a film can, you know, exist and not exist and different yeah. people, producer, director, actor, the conflicts, the butting of heads, the sort of coming together and also the moving on. Yeah. Like you have let to it let go. it go. Let it yeah. go. Right. It's a hard thing to do as an artist. Yeah. 
Well then, you know, talk to me about what we're here to celebrate. Fargo, man. Oh, were, were you a fan of the the what's it called when it's it's when it's like a show but there's a every season's different? Uh, no, oh yeah, like like uh, like uh, uh, in, in anthology limited or Yeah, yeah, Antholo yeah. Anthology. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. What so were you were a fan of the show already? Um, massive fan. I mean, literally that. I mean, you probably too. That that first season with um, uh, with uh, Martin and uh, and uh, Billy Bob. I mean, that, yeah. that that was some of the best I mean, I'd ever seen. Yeah, there was um, a and and Shay and Carrie Coon. Oh, the next one. I mean, yeah, people who who've been involved. That's in the sense that was a pretty much like a boardwalk where I was watching it, and I was like, please, 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 let me do a season of this show. Yeah, I would do anything because I looked and I was like, "Oh, you can really do a character." In yeah, this. and wow, did, and I know that you could do a character in this, whatever the character, you can go there. Yeah, and when this came your way, was this was it that character that you went in for? I but this one, luckily enough, Noah, I got a phone call saying he'd like to sit down and have a chat with me about it. So it was like the greatest phone call ever because I'd sort of willed it. I'd sat there praying for seasons. Say please, please. Yeah. And I didn't even know they were doing another season of it. And then I heard they were and I got the call and I went and chat to Noah and, and funny enough, he didn't really tell me much about it. we just talked generally. And then he said, I'm thinking about you for this character. He's uh he's a he's a detective in the Kansas City Police Department and he has O C D. Yeah. And I said, I'm in, man. I'm in. I don't care. Oh, I love you, it, you man. Got, you got me. You got me. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. You I'm in. told me. <laughs> yeah. Pop an OCD and I can go. I can do it. And I was like, I can be in Fargo. Shit, I'm there, dude. Dude, that, that's awesome. And was that another great experience working with so many right. great actors? Uh, Timothy right. Oliphant. This, this season, I mean, the, act, the people, they, the cast they put together, I mean, it's a big cast. Yeah, it's huge. Whew, wow. I mean, it's like some powerhouses and across the board because um where did you film it because the, we the production design is amazing oh where? isn't it isn't yeah. it yeah no it, it's i think this season in particular is possibly the some of the best production sign i've ever seen costumes yeah. everyone across the board i think just nailed it um it, we yeah we shot in chicago wow. and we did it and you know it was one of those ones where you know i was you know, you, you go on set and you, you, I've been living with him for about three months, but I'd only seen a little snippet. And Noah told me a bit more about the character. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, it was like almost that horse where you, you've been at the starter gates. Yeah, totally. Before a big race. Yeah. And, and you're chomping at the bit and then they open the gates and you're just ready to go. So, we, you know, I, I, I mean, I, and Noah gave me full his full blessing to, you know, let loose, which... Uh, did you know the arc? Did he tell you how it was going to go? or A little you, bit, man. I yeah. Knew it, like the writing itself, I knew where it was going. I knew a bit about his history, about what happened to him, uh, about his fiance, uh, yeah. you know, about the war, about... I sort of knew how it was going to uh, end for him. Um, but it was, um, it, it was amazing because I was given the opportunity to... Um, what uh, once again embody a character where it became physical for me it actually became like from the inside out i felt him so deeply inside that certain things started happening i started carrying myself and getting these ticks and twitches and oh uh, you're gonna get a golden globe nom i'm 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 telling you right now dude i'm i said to hear my words Jack Houston's getting a Golden Globe. Oh, man, that's the nicest thing I ever heard. Dude. Oh, dude, you just, you, dude, you're one of the best in the world. It means so much to me. 
I look, I've looked up to you for so long and dude, it's just like, I, I, I literally tell actors all the time, you know, because as the show's taken off, people hit me up for advice and I'm like, study Jack's work. That oh, is right. great That's acting. I've ever heard. Thank you so much, dude. You, I mean, you're just killing it anyway. I love it, man. I love it. Um, you know, I'm dude. still struggling actor, but ho- you know, hopefully one day. Dude, you, yeah. Oh, man, well, hopefully we get to do it together one day. Yeah, I would love it's nothing so more, good. man. Can you? So final few questions here because yeah. I could go for hours, but you know. Oh, no, for sure, man. I'm, just, I'm here for you. <laughs> what's, what's next for you, brother? Do you have an idea? I know we're in a really weird time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 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 uh, I think I'm going to go do this movie with um, De Niro and Malkovich called Wash Me in the River, which um, we've just been talking about. It's a really great script, and it's something which I'm sort of putting together. I'm coming around to him right now. And then uh, after that, I'm uh, going to go and do Gucci with Ridley Scott, which is fun. So no he's doing, way. Uh, yeah, the Gucci family sort of history about what actually happened, which is a mate with an incredible cast again with uh, – Lady Gaga playing. I, I saw that breakdown. That's so crazy. Oh, dude. It's a, great, yeah. it's, a, it's a great group of people coming together. And, you know, man, I, 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 when if things come together, uh, you know, fantastic. I'm just, and I'm doing a lot of writing and, and uh, producing um, on my side. So, yeah. so you, do you have a, do you have a production company? I do. I do. Sisa Films, which we're pretty deep in. We've got quite a few different projects up and running right now. And uh, we're in different stages and, there's a couple of things which I've got an eye to direct and sort of be on the other oh, side. Oh, that's awesome, man. So that's something yeah. that you are interested in. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And um, another one that I didn't want to do too soon. I wanted to live. I wanted to be around. I wanted to observe some of my heroes. And I've been very lucky enough to work with some of my absolute heroes yeah. in this business who are still working. And... Um, yeah, man. I like I, I'm what you said, man. Steel, baby. I, yeah, I, yeah, totally. Yeah. Steel, steel, steel. <laughs> so tell me, man, you know, for final two questions here, for all the young Jacks, you know, that are 18, maybe stage managing and yeah. wanting to get in this business, but obviously we're in a pandemic. Any, any words of wisdom or advice for, you know, the next generation of artists, whether it's acting or any? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the world is changing. I think the world has changed. I think the business as we know it's changed, but that's not new. It always does change. And it, you, you know, all generationally, not even generation within our generations, uh, generation will see it change multiple times. So I think we're figuring it out right now, but um, as I was saying earlier, man, stick with it and, you know, you have a have a thick skin and sort of really go for those parts that um, speak to you and and fight for those parts that speak to you and do something that no one's expecting like you know take it take it um take it out of the box like yeah, you know I some know. of them because I tell you the other thing is you know sometimes I haven't got a part here but they've come to me with another part yeah they um, loved what you did yeah, yeah. exactly man that's, and that's very very helpful yeah yeah and so tell me last question man. Excuse me. Uh, what's what's keeping you inspired right now during this darkness and these crazy times? You know, um, I think um, family's been very important. Yeah. Man, I've been spending a lot of time with my kids. I've been. Um, I've also. It's funny. It's um, you know, in a sense, we've all been out of work for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I think once again, you get to reevaluate your life. And I think um, 
um, finding the humanity that I realize that, that it's such, it's been such a polarizing time, especially with the election and the yeah. year of COVID oh, and everything God. that we're watching such a sort of split in not only America, but in the world. And that's so sad to me because me rather too. than talking about our differences, it should be what, what you know, our likes and what brings us together. Yeah, the commonalities. Commonalities. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it will happen. I think it has to happen. Like, and I just, you know, I just wish, you know, certain people. I'm not naming any names. Could just fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wish yeah. they, could, they they could perish. You know, exactly. there's, there's, there's what you, we all know who I'm talking about, right? right now. I, I said it to Rufus Sewell on the show, man. You, uh, yeah, you, Rufus said he'll have a long life in prison. You know. That's my only hope. You know yeah. what I mean? Actually, but, you know, whatever it is, I just feel like, you know, the division that is going on in the world, I just, it's, it's very sad. And I think, but also I think sometimes one has to reach an all time high or low for things to reset. Yeah. And, and we, and we've actually brought to the surface and put a magnifying glass on all of the things that are actually happening and are real and things that we b pretended weren't happening for so long that now hopefully we can actually start fixing a lot of stuff. So, you know, yeah. hopefully that's going to be so beautiful. Well, Jack, I got so much love for you, man. Uh, let's hang yeah, out one day, too. grab a cup of coffee, <laughs> chat it up. And, and dude, I'd love to have you back anytime. Sure I come to New York next. We get, we get to yeah. hang out. We'll have a bit of If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.